Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. Thanks so much for taking the time to download and listen. I want to get right into it. I had to actually close tab stakes. I had too many open and there's no way I'm going to get, I would have gotten to all of it in 15 minutes. I may have a problem getting to all of this in 15 minutes, but I want to get right into it. Let's go with the first one is from infosecuritymagazine.com. This is especially for parents. And so I, I wanted to really highlight this one for, for a variety of reasons. Um, part of it is because I'm writing a book on cybersecurity and one of it is how to protect your family. And there's a whole section on protecting your kids. And so this one is an important piece um, to all of that. This is, so this is Kevin Perol, um, reporting Nigerian Yahoo boys behind social media sextortion surge in the U.S. So what is sextortion? In a nutshell, this is where um, people online befriend teenagers like they, they will target a teenage boy, say they're a teenage girl. Um, and then create an online relationship and then they'll share explicit images of each other. And then the person who started this all will then extort the, 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 the young man or young woman to send them money or they will release it to all their friends. This has, has had devastating effects on a lot of different families. Um, where I grew up in upstate New York, there was actually a, a young boy up there, 16 years old, I believe, who killed himself because of this. So I wanted to, to kind of focus on this article. And if it means I have to cut out other articles at the end of this, so be it. Um, but teenagers from Western English-speaking countries are increasingly targeted by financial sextortion attacks conducted by Nigerian-based cyber criminals. The Network Contagion Research Institute, or NCRI, has found... A majority of these happen on social media platforms such as, you betcha, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, and Wiz. Financial sextortion, the illegal act of adults manipulating minors or other adults into sharing sexually suggestive content online to extort their money, is the most rapidly growing crime targeting children in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, a new report said. In October 2023, the FBI reported a 1,000% increase in financial sextortion incidents in the U.S. over the past 18 months. This prompted several U.S. government agencies to launch a national public safety alert on the explosion of the threat. Canada and Australia are observing a similar trend with their domestic law enforcement agencies receiving between 200 and 300 complaints per month, respectively. Um, so the top three apps for sextortion, actually, according to Nick Mick, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, are Instagram, Snapchat, and Wiz. Um, I'm sure TikTok's high up on that, but anyway. So Nigerian cyber criminals are behind the surge. Almost all of this comes from Nigerian-based cyber criminals known as the Yahoo Boys. The typical approach is to bomb high schools, youth sports teams, and universities with fake accounts using advanced social engineering techniques to coerce their victims into compromising situations. So there's more to this. Uh, not a whole lot more, but you can take a look at it. But the point here is if you this is the key for parents is you need to discuss these type of threats with your kids. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Your kids aren't going to like to have it and you're not going to like to have it, but you have to have it. So they're aware of what's going on because the kid will think if it happens to them, there's nowhere else for them to go. They probably don't have the money to pay the extortion. At the end of the day, these guys are probably not going to actually release the images. You just need to ignore them once this extortion starts, but no one realizes how to do that or that they should do that. So uh, I could go on and on about this, but I'm already almost four minutes into this with this 
So I'm going to let it go, but look at that article, be aware of it. Um, have discussions with the youngsters in your life, spread the information, all that kind of stuff. All right. Cybernews.com. Ernest is Napra's reporting dark web drug vendor pleads guilty after forfeiting $150 million in crypto. So this is from the good news file. The single largest cryptocurrency and cash seizure in DEA's history took down a multi-million dollar drug enterprise orchestrated by one man from India. He has pled guilty in the U.S. District Court in Columbus. Bam, Ban Met Singh, a 40-year-old man from Haldwani, India, admitted to charges including possessing distributing controlled substances and money laundering. So he's a drug dealer online. Quite a guy. Um, it talks about the sites he used, stuff like that. Let's see, is he, where was he arrested? Let's see if it says that because that's always fun to know. Uh, earlier this month, uh, that's a different group. They were money laundering on his behalf. It doesn't say if he was arrested, where he was arrested at, but, um, anyway, this is good news. Someone got arrested. Someone's going to jail. Yippee ki All right. Uh, darkreading.com. Robert Lemos reporting Iran cyber centers dodge sanctions to sell cyber operations. So this is an unfortunate headline network of Iranian officials and cyber offensive specialists have created a variety of cybersecurity contractors in an attempt to dodge sanctions. According to leaked documents, public records combined with documents leaked by Iranian anti-government groups suggest that several middle Eastern cybersecurity firms are part of a complex network of government officials and cybersecurity specialists that have links to the Iranian revolutionary guard Corps. The contractor firms such as Eminet Passergard and Mak Ryan Afraz are responsible for or have contributed to attacks on democratic processes in the Western in Western countries and targeting of industrial control systems and critical infrastructure and compromises at major financial institutions. In the cybersecurity community, the contractors are suspected to be linked to the activities of the Cotton Sandstorm and Imperial Kitten, also known as Crimson Sandstorm, threat actors respectively. Again, can we have one name? That would be fantastic. Overall, the research and leaked data highlights networks of contractors and individuals responsible for cyber apps. So basically, there's these cyber contractors that are helping Iran. Um, there's more to this article if you want to read it, but it basically is bad, bad stuff, right? How, and this is the key, this is why cyber criminals work or can be effective because they can, they can evade attribution, um, and, and continue on with their activity. So what does this mean overall? It means, it means we need to understand and target, uh, not target, understand and share intelligence on these groups. So we kind of know what they're doing, who they're targeting, and then find the vulnerabilities that they're impacting, how they're doing what they do and protect the industries they're targeting. If we don't have post-mortem, so they talk about critical infrastructure, major financial infrastructure. Okay, who? Who got targeted? What did they do? Now, there is a recent report. I don't, I'm not going to open it and look at it, but maybe that gives more information. But we really need to have more post-mortems on how it's happening, what they're doing, how they're getting in, so that we can protect others. Yet, we seem not to be able to do that. Cyberscoop.com, Rebecca Hallwell and Derek Johnson reporting, a tangled mess. Government rules for social media security lack clarity. Well, that's a shock. In the wake of the SEC breach, federal policy lawmakers, or federal policy, sorry, federal policymakers, agencies and experts can't seem to agree on whether agencies must use multi-factor authentication on social media. Well, I can tell them right now, they do. Obviously, I don't know why this is even a discussion, but okay. Early this month, the SEC posted on social media network X that it had finally approved a long-awaited Bitcoin exchange strategy. And we all know, we have reported this many times, and it wasn't actually them. Someone hacked their account. The incident spotlighted the power that comes with controlling a government social media profile. And in the SEC's case, it was all too easy to hijack uh, an account with the ability to move markets. The hijacker did so using a SIM swapping attack and took advantage of the fact that the SEC had disabled multi-factor authentication. Then they talk about what multi-factor authentication is. I don't need to do that here. 
It's a straightforward question. Um, it does say, uh, so here's the question. Are federal agencies required to use MFA for their social media accounts? The better question is, why are they not required? That's the better question to ask. Scoop News Group asked federal agencies, the Office of Management and Budget, and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, who's of DHS, what current roles in place. Former White House security officials, cybersecurity policy lawmakers, congressional staffers, and federal identity experts were also asked what security measures apply to government social media accounts. And guess what? None could offer definitive answer. Yet, we're supposed to rely, or we're supposed to believe that the government's going to tell us how we need to do cybersecurity. I mean, there's more, again, more of this article if you want to read it. Um, it'd probably just make you mad. It made me mad, and I'm not going to read any more of it. All right, Ars Technica, Dan Goodwin reporting, beware of scammers sending, oh, did I miss a, oh, no, it's coming up. Be, uh, beware of scammers sending live couriers to liquidate victims' life savings. So this is for, this is how to, we now need to protect seniors. I, obviously, we need to protect seniors and kids. So the, I should have had these, this one back-to-back -back with the protecting kids one. So my apologies for the wrong order. But so this is a variation on um, the scams targeting seniors. So the article, this is who wrote this? Uh, Dan Goodwin, as I said. Scammers are stepping up their game by sending couriers to the helm, homes of elderly people and others as part of a ruse intended to rob them of their life savings, the FBI said in an advisory on Monday. The FBI is warning the public about scammers instructing victims, many of whom are senior citizens, to liquidate their assets into cash and or buy gold, silver, and other precious metals to protect their funds. FBI officials with the agency's IC3 said criminals then arrange for couriers to meet the victims in person to pick up their cash and precious metals. The scammers pose as tech or customer support agents or government officials and sometimes use a multi-layered approach as they falsely claim they work on behalf of technology companies, financial institutions, or U.S. government. The scammers tell the targets they have been hacked or are at risk of being hacked and that their assets should be protected. The scammers then instruct the targets to liquidate assets into the cash. In some cases, the scammers target uh, instruct targets to wire funds to a fake metal dealer who will ship purchase merchandise to the victim's home. I mean, this is just variations on different scams that the bad guys use. Um, there's actually a picture here of called the, the phantom hacker scam. So there's a tech support imposter who pretends to be technical support. He directs you to install software on your computer to allow them remote access, and then they can observe your finances. Then a financial institution imposter states your computer and financial accounts have been compromised, and they direct you to move your money to a U.S. entity. And then the U.S. government imposter shows up at their house and takes their money. So there's some uh, recommendations on this. It's similar recommendations we talked about all the time. The key thing here is you need to protect the seniors in their, in your lives. They will fall for this. It's it, it, Senior scams are the number three cybercrime year in and year out. It used to be number two, but it's been overtaken by cryptocurrency scams and business email compromise. Um, but it's it's huge. It's a it's it's a it's a almost billion dollar loss per year, um, and so you need to under if you have seniors in your life, you need to read this article, understand it, and then share it and uh, educate your seniors in your life. Laura French from SC Media reporting another U.S. government agency account hack this time on Facebook. Well, hey, how about that? A U.S. government agency had its Facebook hack a page hacked over the weekend, exposing its 75,000 followers to a potential scam. The U.S. Agency of International Development's Columbia office posted a warning on X Saturday telling users to ignore messages and posts from the compromised Facebook page. How do we know the X account wasn't compromised? Okay. A screenshot accompanying the warning showed the USAID Columbia Facebook page had its name changed to review uh, profile violation CY and its profile picture changed to the Facebook logo, suggesting the hijackers aim to use the page to impersonate Facebook staff. The U.S. Embassy in Bogota, Colombia, also posted a warning that it had been a compromise. Did it have multi-factor authentication set up? I'm going to guess no on this one. 
Um, doesn't say. Maybe we'll find out later. But again, the government not able to do the simple cybersecurity things, yet they're going to tell us how we need to do cybersecurity and, and all that kind of stuff. All right. Uh, Bill Tolis reporting for Bleeping Computer. Keenan warns 1.5 million people of data breach after summer attack, cyber attack. So who is Keenan Associates? They are a California-based insurance brokerage and consulting firm with an established presence in the education, healthcare, and public sector agencies or public agency sectors, rather, sorry, uh, in 2017, since 2017 has been part of Assured Partners NL, one of the largest brokerage firms in the U.S. And guess what? They got compromised. 1.5 million customers had their data compromised. Awesome. The company submitted a notification to the office of the Maine Attorney General warning that 1.509616 people were impacted by the data breach incident that occurred in the summer of 2023. Um, it says an investigation determined an unauthorized party gained access to certain Keenan internal systems at various times between approximately August 21st, August 27th. The unauthorized party obtained the following information, full name, date of birth, social security number, passport number, driver license number, health insurance information. That's not good. And general health information. All that is not good at all. All this can have, uh, all this exposed data has potentially significant risks, um, including identity theft, financial fraud, phishing attacks, and so on. So if you are a Keenan and Associates um, customer or whatever, uh, you can expect a letter telling you about this. And guess what? You will get free credit monitoring. So again, we're gonna all going to have free credit monitoring for the rest of our lives. Lastly, this is just an, uh, another hack. If you're a Mercedes-Benz user and you have an account at Mercedes-Benz for your car, SUV, whatever, um, Mercedes-Benz accidentally exposed sensitive data, including source code, well played. Researchers discovered that Mercedes-Benz accidentally left a private key online exposing internal data, including the company's source code. Again, I'm not going to read the article. You can go look at it. Basically, this is someone stupid did something stupid and something bad happened. This is why bad guys win, because we cannot do the basics. Must do the basics, people. All right. I've irritated myself enough with these articles, as you can probably tell. Um, if you find value in this, please um, subscribe. Tell others to subscribe. Subscribe. Share the information with the teens and the seniors in your life, especially the articles about the sextortion and the financial scam targeting seniors. Those are really important. Of, of all of these, those are the two most important you really need to focus on. As always, know that knowledge is protection. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to text or email me, Darren at thecyberguy.com. Find me on LinkedIn, Substack, wherever. Uh, if we understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk, proceed wisely. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Uh, we will be back again tomorrow with a deep dive on Wednesday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com. Or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.